To those of you listening to us on the internet, to the men and women in our armed forces, wherever you may be, to our members and guests here at beautiful Savior Lutheran in Milwaukee, grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God upon which we base our message on this first Sunday in Lent is the Old Testament reading which you heard read before. I recall just these words from Genesis 22. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He called to Abraham, Abraham. Abraham answered, I am here. God said, now take your son, your only son whom you love, Isaac, and go to the land of Moriah. Offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains there, the one to which I direct you. In the name of our dear Lord Jesus Christ, who truly was a lamb that went uncomplaining forth, my beloved. Every year on this Sunday, the first Sunday of Lent, we have the very same gospel. Oh, it's, it's from maybe from Matthew, Mark, or Luke, but it's always the same on the first Sunday of Lent, and that is Jesus' temptation in the wilderness. Mark says the Spirit sent or brought him into the desert. Matthew says the Spirit led Jesus into the desert, and Luke says the Spirit led him while he was in the desert. But all the very same story. Jesus' temptation and how he overcame the devil. But you know, when you take a look at that story, what it is, is a demonstration of perfect love and trust in God. Jesus' perfect love and trust in his heavenly Father. But this morning we're going to look at uh, the Old Testament reading, Abraham and Isaac. You know the story well probably way back from Sunday school. The story of Abraham, that man, just by the grace of God, we don't know why, after the universal flood, he was the man to whom God went and told him that he was going to be the patriarch of a Messiah who was going to come. Now, maybe you know the story that Abraham was 75 years old and he had to travel 800 miles, miles first of all and then some more miles later on. You're 75 years old, I think you're just about ready for retirement or already in retirement. But God promised that uh, three things to Abraham, too. He promised that he would give him a parcel of land. In fact, it was a pretty good sized parcel. And at that time, Abraham didn't even own one square inch of real estate. And he told Abraham the second promise, you're going to be a great nation. Abraham didn't even have one child. And he told him that through his descendant, all the nations of the earth would be blessed, and of course, that's the promise of the Messiah. Well, it wasn't until Abraham was 100 years old, it's 25 years later, and his wife was 90, that they finally had that child, Isaac. And I'm sure Abraham loved him and uh, was so happy that God fulfilled his promise. And... Um, so now Isaac grew up, and maybe he was a teenager, maybe he was in his 20s, I don't really know, and God told Abraham, now, I want you to take that son Isaac, your only son, and I want you to sacrifice him on a burnt, as a burnt offering to me. We know how the story ends. God sends a ram that gets caught in some bushes, told Abraham, you offer that as a sacrifice, not your son. And so that ram became a substitute. 
What we want to do this morning is take a, take a deeper look at this story of Abraham and Isaac and see it as a demonstration of love and trust. And also see the story of Abraham and Isaac as a prophetic demonstration of God's perfect love for you. And so I asked this question this morning, do you see the father and the son of God in Abraham and Isaac? Do you see the father and the son doing it all for you? The command, take your son Abraham, your only son Isaac, and sacrifice him as a burnt offering. What must have been going through Abraham's mind? Was God contradicting himself? Was God lying at first? Does he hate me? Abraham immediately shows a demonstration of love and trust. He leaned totally on God. He immediately did what he was asked. So great was the faith of Abraham that the book of Hebrews tells us in chapter 11 that Abraham actually believed that even if he had killed his son, God would have raised him back to life. Let's see God the Father and God the Son's Abraham's and Isaac's demonstration of love for you in that personage of Abraham and Isaac. What parallels? Isaac was the only son of his father, Abraham. You have a child and it's, whether it's just a, a girl or just one boy, those are pretty special and precious. Think of some of the parents that sent their one child into war and the child never returned. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. The son, Abraham, son Isaac, was to be killed by his father. The father himself was to kill him. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It's kind of interesting. Three times God speaks to Abraham. Abraham, take your son, your only son, Isaac. Abraham, take the son that you love. Because you did not refuse my request, Abraham, and was willing to offer your only son, and then uh, God repeats that threefold promise. Make it, give you a great land, make you numerous people. From you, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Abraham speaks, God speaks to Abraham three times and repeats the three promises. You see the Holy Trinity? And Isaac went willingly with his father, trusting in him. How, must, how might Abraham have felt when Isaac says, Father, we've got the fire and we've got the wood, but where is the lamb for the sacrifice? Father, if it is not possible for you to take this cup from me, not my will, but yours be done. And then Abraham ties up his son 
lays them on the altar. Then the army officer and the Jewish guards arrested Jesus and they tied Jesus up. You know that there are only two human sacrifices in all of Holy Scripture that were tied and bound. Isaac, Jesus. Then Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and loaded it on his son Isaac. The soldiers took Jesus. He carried his own cross and went out of the city. Take your son, your only son Isaac, and go to a mountain that I will show you. That's Mount Moriah. You know what Mount Moriah is? Eventually, it was a hill on which God had his temple built. It was the place in which Jesus was crucified. Abraham and Isaac walked the three-day journey to follow God's directions. I must suffer at the hands of sinful men and on the third day rise again. Good Friday, Easter Sunday. Abraham and Isaac, God the Father, God the Son, a demonstration of love and trust. But where is the lamb for the sacrifice? Not my will, but yours be done. You know what Abraham was doing? You know what uh, Jesus was doing? They were laying their full, leaning their full weight on their father. Jesus leaned his full weight on his father. Abraham leaned his full weight of trust on his heavenly father. Got to tell the story. Years ago, my very first call in the mission congregation, we lived in a bi-level, and we had our two babies and my wife was carrying our second oldest in her arms down one of the stairs, and she fell, and she didn't want to let go of the baby, so she just took the fall herself. And after it was all over, I found her. I, she said, I can't walk. So I had to lift her up, and she leaned. She had to lean her full weight on me. When do we Lean our full weight on Jesus. You know what faith really is? What faith really is is when everything is stripped away from you. Your money, your health, your youth, your home, your job, your car, everything is all gone. And all there is left is just you and Jesus. And he will be there. And if you know that he will be there in the future, then why not lean your full weight on him right now? Abraham and Isaac, God's prophetic demonstration of perfect love. God the Father, God the Son, a demonstration of their perfect love for you. Father and Son, the only begotten Son, sacrificed by the Father, the second person of the Trinity, 
tied up, went to death willingly, carrying his own wood cross, the place of the skull, Moriah, crucified and risen again in three days. You see, all of that has to do with the basis for our love. As Jesus sacrificed his son, so we love him back. I mean, did you ever ask yourself why we sacrifice anything for Jesus? Our time getting up early on a Sunday morning, the effort of our lives to make sure that we act differently every day than the rest of the world so that they see us peculiar and different. There must be something about them. Or the reasons of bringing our offerings to the Lord. And people might say, well, why do you do it? And the answer is because we simply have to. We love him too much not to. We love because he first loved us. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son so that you and I might be his sons and daughters forever. And God granted for Jesus' sake, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen.